Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. Dear Ann my son got married in Dear Ann Landers, we were very happy in Dear Ann Landers. wife and four have seen a woman with Dear Abby. She thinks way too much of She had to get married. Dear Pod. came raging back and now thanks to meth you have to show like your mm-hmm. id you have to give a blood sample you yep. have to give a urine test yep. just to get advil cold and sinus correct and i gave it to the guy behind the counter who looked like the unhealthiest person i have ever seen in my life and he's working at a cvs pharmacy he's gray he had like an open sore and i thought there's nothing back there for you Look where you work. Can't you just turn around and grab something and make yourself look better than you do? You are representing a pharmacy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Before you start, please, <laughs> please make sure I have swallowed my water. Before it starts raging out like Niagara, I can't out of my control nose. a rant. I, it, it happens when it happens. Okay, okay. He was very unhealthy. <laughs> he was very unhealthy. <laughs> he was very unhealthy. And now here I am, and I probably have his disease, and I'm sure I got the herp from him, and man alive. Like the fact that you work in a place where you have access to be better, it's like somebody who doesn't dress well working at Gucci. Uh-huh. Or it's like when you go to like a city MD. <laughs> I like city MD. I really like their pens. There's something about the way they design city MD that makes me comforted. Yeah, it makes it seem like you're at a legitimate doctor. Yes, I mean, it could be filthy as shit when you get back there, but on the outside, yeah, their what, logo makes me feel comforted that sure. they know what they're doing. What I don't appreciate is the corner of a CVS that is littered with children's toys, because as long as I- a CVS or a CityMD? CityMD. Okay. The unhealthy guy is at CVS. <laughs> yeah. The kids' toys are at City MD. Imagine bringing your kid to City MD just to play. You know. Yeah, I'm like uh, I just want him to get. I just want him to get measles. So I thought I'd bring him to your toy. No, I just want him to corner. exercise for a yeah, little while, that's and fine. I can't afford daycare. Yeah, bring him to City MD. Let yeah, him fine. Play just don't the let him lick the pens. <laughs> I just don't like the. So when you go into City MD, there's usually a corner, and it's like a a table yeah, littered small with table. yeah with littered with toys that you know have not been cleaned and there's a waiting room filled with sick people oh yeah so it's all just resting on your child's toys that eventually will be in in that child yeah in their face and then subsequently go home with you and then the vicious cycle starts all well and also like how long did you plan on being in the waiting room that you needed a child to distract right yeah i know Mm -hmm. that's a good point and the toys are never like Toys that have been made within the past 20 years. They're yeah. always like a, a wooden block. Missing, like something like like a truck missing a wheel. Yeah. Like hand-me-down, hand-me-down, hand-me-down. Just down give place. me a Highlights magazine. That's all I ever wanted when I was a kid. I wanted to be able to sift through the Wall Street Journal and, you know, <laughs> check the papes. I always had a Highlights magazine. I did too. Yeah. I loved it. You never got a subscription to it as a kid. Well, you waited be... till you went to the doctors and that yeah. was your distraction. You went to the dentist and you found the racket and the tree. My dentist also had Mad Magazine. I mean, come on. No, I didn't have that. Oh, well, my dentist was clearly on the edge. <laughs> like, clearly. <laughs> I have kids that are real hardcore. They're going to want this Mad Magazine. And meanwhile, I'm <laughs> sitting next to my mother like, what are boobs? <laughs> Highlights, Mad Mad Magazine. Oh, would you- <laughs> What's this porn doing here? <laughs> Do you know Vanessa Williams? She's on the cover. It's either Highlights or Jugs. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been crippled this week with this this 
delicious, sultry voice. And I got my hair cut. And when it gets freshly cut, I feel like I look like that cat with a melon on its head. <laughs> that I'm going to put on the Instagram. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Right? The white cat that has a green melon on its head. Yep. There's something really <laughs> intense about my angles. <laughs> Every time I see it, I'm like, oh. I know that cat so well. I know that cat so well. Not biblically, but you know. No, I get it. Did you have a good week? Mm. Um, I did get hit by a bicyclist. Did I tell you that? Again? Wait, was that last this, week? Last week when somebody almost hit you and you were walking Jenny. Mm. Is this a different N- situation? Yes. I was hit by a bicyclist. <gasps> I was crossing Fifth Avenue, going into the park, leaving my work. You know, so I'm, I'm just already like beaten emotionally. Yeah. And uh, I'm just- Tell me I that your a- boss was riding the bike. <laughs> <laughs> like like Margaret Hamilton in Wizard of Oz, and she's like, "There's one last thing I need to say." She, ah! she bit her dog. No, for sure. <laughs> um, no, I was going. So I was coming east, going west, some Fifth Avenue into the park, Seventy mm-hmm. Second Street, and I'm waiting. I'm on the phone with my mom, and I'm. You know, I'm looking uptown, making sure that I'm not going to get hit by a car. Like responsible pedestrians should do. Traffic stops. I proceed. And then a bicyclist is slams right into my knee. So my knee is now in the spokes of his Oh, my God. He keeps going for however. He must have been an expert. Was he dragging you along with him? I was dragged for about a mile and a half before he realized. <laughs> oh, there's a gay guy attached oh, to me. Why do I have to be gay? Pride month. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh you must have be been the rainbows I was gay. farting out. Because <laughs> while you were attached to him, you were like, oh my God, I love. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Seriously. That reminds me of something. I'll come back to it, but go ahead. And So um, he was dragging you along. No, he like hit me and then... Um, I already had a hip injury during like at the beginning of the week. So this was like my second like insult to injury. And then he just kept going into the park and I'm on the phone with my mom like, motherfucker, God (sighs) damn it. Oh, you're just going to drive away. And she's like, oh, fine then. I won't talk to you about how things are going in Ohio. (laughs) My mom's like, so what's the weather like? I'm like, I just was hit by a bike. Oh, so what do you think you're going to have for dinner? Chicken? Probably maybe some tuna. I'm like, I literally was just, I was so, I'm so enraged. You know, my mom's like 87 years old, so she just keeps going with whatever agenda she has. Well, that's nice. Well, how's Marcus? I'm like, I was literally just hit by a fucking car, like a bicyclist. And I'm like, I had new pants on. You know, it's like when you leave this type of job, you just want to like, you know. Run like, screaming. If there was like an Uber for clouds. You know, the, that could come and lift you up and say, it's all going to be okay. Jesus loves you and you'll find a different job. That and would instead, be great if that's how you actually get to heaven. Like that's the transportation to get to heaven. Yeah. A cloud Uber. But mm-hmm. instead you got hit by, was it a city bike? No, just some asshole on his bike. Just a regular Going biker. up Fifth Avenue, going against traffic. Don't you feel like you have an issue with bikers in New York City? Yeah, I do. Yeah, they're aggressive and they're always, because I was walking down the street and somebody was in the bike lane and they were like, it's a bike lane, it's a bike lane, it's a bike lane. (laughs) That aggressive, you know, like it's coming from your chest kind of angry voice. Well, let's hope that they're actually in the bike lane because then there's that other lane that they're not supposed to be in, but then they ride in it. But then they justify that 
because people are walking in the bike lane. Your fault for driving, riding your bike in the middle of fucking Times Square. Why does anybody so, want to ride a bike in New York City? Period. No, I don't understand. Especially the city bikers. I'm like, you don't have a leg to stand on. You are not a Go to a, a fucking bike track. Back. Yeah. Like this is this is Central Park. It's a West Side Highway. It is not a highway for bikes. You sign Relax. an unwritten contract and there's an unspoken contract when you get on a bike in New York that you could potentially be killed today. Uh-huh. So you have to accept that there's also five million people that are trying to walk places. There was that one there was that one actress in the Drowsy Chaperone when she was on her way to Yes. The show and she was hit by a bicyclist or like a uh food delivery guy. And like knocked her on the ground. Oh, yeah. Her head. Yeah. Well, there was another a friend of mine who was walking. Well, not walking on the bike path, but you know how like the bike path on the West Side Highway has a biking section and then it has a walking section, right. which, by the way, should be the sidewalks of New York City. We should start she- parsing things out on the sidewalks. So then there's no no room for a car. Uh, yes. Here's strollers. Here's walkers. Here's strollers will kill you. A double Women wide stroller. Them. I'm sorry, ladies. Of New York, yes. you purchase a double wide stroller, you're going to get a, a nasty look from nearly everybody, especially if you come to Hell's Kitchen and you are in a double wide stroller. This is not a neighborhood for children. But have you, haven't you you seen people pushing Sorry. a double wide stroller with no children in it and using it as a battering ram or yeah. is that just me? No. This woman the other day did it and I said, I'm going to throw that fucking stroller onto <laughs> oncoming traffic. Did get you the say hell that? out of here. I'm like, what are you doing? Did you really say that to her? I did it with my eyes. Oh, and that was all she needed. <laughs> you got her laser eyes and she or, was- Or I am, I'm always like, really? As if she knows what I mean. Like, you know, <laughs> especially if I have my AirPods on. Like, people are like, are they talking? They're not talking to me. Wait, so if I'm a woman with a double ride stroller and you say really to me. Yeah, like- Just say, give me a really. Really? Well, I thought the shirt went with the pants, Okay. <laughs> I guess I was wrong. (sighs) I feel cleansed. Do you? I feel cleansed. I feel as cleansed as I can be for as sick as I am. I'm going to have to burn this microphone next week. Hey, everybody. Hey. Welcome to Dear Pod. Welcome to Dear Pod. Oh, see, that's much more sultry than me. So welcome to Dear Pod, the vintage advice column podcast. I am... American treasure, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And I am Marky Post. Welcome to Sunday. So glad to see you again, Marky. I have missed you. It's been a while. On my television. You and your quirky haircut. (laughs) I love a short long on a woman. I love an ape drape. I love a business suit on a woman. Yeah, something smart and sharp. Yeah. Night court. Gray. Um, Charcoal. I want to welcome you to, well, at this point, when this comes out, it's uh-huh. the end of Pride Month. It is uh-huh. Pride Month in New York City and beyond. It's International Pride Month. International. Bonjour. Hey. Why, there is a small acorn in my acorn. <laughs> um, w- when I was in, in high school, I went to France with my parents, which was the funniest thing I've ever experienced in my life. During gay pride? Oh, I wish. Right. That's the only thing that was missing from that trip. But we taught my mother how to say, I don't speak French. In French. And when push came to shove and she actually had to use the phrase, she got completely overwhelmed. And we were sitting in an outdoor cafe. And from what I understood from the hand gestures and the loud noises, we were supposed to buy something to sit at this these sure. tables at the outdoor cafe. Right. Well, But we were exhausted. Just like New York. Stupid American tourists. Uh, and we just decided to sit down at this cafe. And a, a 
waiter comes running out and he's like, Je and my mother got so overwhelmed. She went, and what is it? Je ne parle pas le français, which is I do not speak French, I believe. And what came Thank out was- Thank you for thinking I know how I to speak think, French. I don't know. I'm, somebody's going to confirm or unaffirm <laughs> this. Ooh, unaffirm. Uh, that's a new word. Yeah, that's great. So he starts yelling, <laughs> and my mother goes, <laughs> that's all that came out. <laughs> so overwhelmed. Jeez. All she wanted was a Coke. And to sit down. I went to Paris just to get a Coke. And when we went out to dinner later that night, she ordered spaghetti bolognese, but pointed at it on the menu to the waiter and said, I will have a spaghetti bolognese and a Coca-Cola. <laughs> I don't think he's deaf. I think he's French. And mm. we are not doing anything to change their opinion of Americans mm, right no. now. I'm it, embarrassed. Yeah, well, it's all too late. It's all too late. I, yeah, you know. So are you, going, are you going to the Pride Parade? Uh, if I'm around, why not? Oh, wait, straight yeah. Pride Parade or gay Pride Parade? Don't even get me fucking started. On the straight? I'm so, like, on behalf of the city of Boston, I am so sorry. We are not all assholes. And that is the most Boston-y thing that ever Bostoned. And now they've just announced that Milo Yiannopoulos is going to be the marshal of this straight pride parade. So this is actually happening? Um, yeah, as far as I know, because the mayor said that he can't stop it. Because it's mean? not, on, I don't know what the grounds are, but he can't, you know. I mean, if you could just see me rolling my eyes right now. This is just so Wait, ridiculous. can we add a sound effect for eye rolling? Yeah. That's, That's me rolling my eyes in total rage. But you know what? The joke's on them because is anything gayer than a parade? No. By nature, parades are gay. Yeah. What is a parade float but a truck in a dress? There we go. I think I'm making my case. Yeah. Why, like, of all the things, straights already have a parade. It's called life. Yeah. It's like you already got it. And you if, you, if that isn't out. enough, you have St. Patrick's Day. And New Year's to be an asshole. Yeah. And and you're not doing that well. Yeah. What would you rather go to? A parade that has great music, awesome colors, and mostly naked hot men? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Or yes. drunk, passing out people all wearing green and saying things like, drunk Riddle me this. So you have SantaCon... That other Leprechaun. Th whatever that other thing, St. Patrick's Day, New Year's. These are all like the big, like, you don't really see a lot of gay people going to those things. And you don't step over a lot of gay vomit all over the place. No. Do you? No, you don't. But then you have like the Santa kind of whatever. And there's my block is littered with straight vomit. So you have yeah. the fucking nerve to come to and say that, you know. We're, Why should you celebrate your yeah. day? What are you? What do, what do we do? So we we pass out we pass out rainbow flags and and, and unicorns good vibes and, yeah, and fabulous great drinks. music. Everyone looks great. Everyone's like loving life. And what's their chant? And are we be? vomiting everywhere? No, no. What we're vomiting is happiness and acceptance. So why don't you go take and your straight pride parade and shove it up your ass? And maybe you'll discover that you actually like it. <laughs> good Assholes. Here Assholes. here's here's the straight pride chant. We're here, not queer. 
We've been living without fear of persecution and governmental <laughs> exclusion for most of our lives. Get used to it. <laughs> Assholes. Yeah, the lady it. doth protest too much. Yeah. Okay. You'll see all these people like marching in the stray pride parade, and then later you'll find them on grinder. It's like. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's okay. grinders are going to explode at that straight pride parade. Yeah, it's like all those staunch Republicans are like, no gay rights. Yeah. Well, like- except for I'll give you the right to my bedroom at the <laughs> Motel 6. People's grinders are going to look like that little uh, thing on Alien when the aliens are approaching her. <laughs> it's like, why are there so many people right around me? That, But everybody's wearing cargo shorts. Who's going to sponsor the parade? Khakis? <sighs> it's terrible. Straight pride. Brought to you by bread. and pencils the number two kind don't say number two we're not about that we accept all pencils number one number two straight people marching it's gonna look like batan it's gonna be it's like clapping like an old navy fire sale oh god but here we are so we're doing our bit we're doing our social justice bit by making today's episode about the gays. Gays. This is the gayest episode. Well, I was about to say the gayest episode you'll ever hear of Dear Pod, but I that's, don't think so. That's probably not true. Um, so if you're listening, thank you for tuning in again. Welcome, and don't forget to subscribe and like us on all of your and social rate, medias. And review us. Please do. Dear Pod official across the board. And do us a favor. Oh, please email us. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I love vintage, just classic email. Yep. You don't need to tag. You don't need to hashtag. Just email us at dearpodofficial at gmail.com because we are now three weeks into listener mail as one of our segments. And I want to hear what your questions are. Me too. And I love hearing from people that I haven't heard from in a long time. And people are like, coming out of the woodworks mm, for you. Yeah. It's amazing. And I absolutely love it because I... I I don't, it's, it just brings me so much joy. And they're like, Oh my God, I just heard your voice. And I heard you, you know, you're, you guys are sound like you're having a blast. And nobody's um, reaching out to me. Maybe they don't like you. Look, if I ever dated you, please reach out to me. (laughs) If I ever dated you, please do not reach out to me, (laughs) but I'll see you at the straight pride parade. (laughs) See you at the straight pride parade. Bonjour. This is my final plug for you to go and get yourself some tickets because there's nothing gayer than seeing me live at Don't Tell Mamas on Friday, June 28th, 9.30. I like a final plug during Gay Pride. (laughs) (laughs) Is it really the final plug? It's the final plug with Aaron McGuire. (laughs) I should have titled it that. Oh, the final plug of Gay Pride. Oh, yeah. I don't want to clean that plug. No, no. Oh, burn that plug. Oh, it's so clean. It's been a rough month you're for gonna that wanna, thing. You're going to want a taste of Aaron <laughs> McGuire's final plug. Ew! Um, on 46th Street, between 9th Avenue and 8th Avenue. I like that I can rely on, on you for knowing Road. its location. It's on yeah. Restaurant Row, mm-hmm. so go go to Becco beforehand and then stumble so across the street full of linguine oh, over so to me. You don't have to cross the street. It's on the same side of the street. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of the Orzo. Orzo's on the other oh. side. And uh, Orzo looks like it was on Carson the set of Trump. Working Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was like, lacquer chairs, we're doing this? <laughs> okay. Oh. Sure, why not? Lava cake? All right. <laughs> how how innovative. Yeah, that's great. That's a terrible <laughs> plug for Orzo right now. Uh, so, yes, come and see me Friday, tomorrow, June 28th, 9.30 p.m. Don't Tell Mamas on 46th Street. 
Uh, I'm bringing my pals with me. I got Brian Yang. I got Charles McBee. And I got Dave Hill. Funny people. It's called Redhead Running Comedy. You can also check it out and get tickets to it um, via my website, which is AaronMcGuire.com. That's M-A-G-U-I-R-E. Just like Toby McGuire. Oh, that's the brown note right there. <laughs> the final plug for that brown note. Yeah, you are really. Well, it's the voice out of the park. I'm telling you, it's the sickness. It makes me want to. Uh. <laughs> um, so there you go. I think business is out of the way, right? What do you say? Let's just do this. It's Pride Month in New York City, so here we go. This week's episode is Dear Gay Pod. Dear Gay Pod. It's It's a really gay pod. I'm really gay. gay. This is my gay pod. Look at my pod so gay. Bend over and give me your pod. Welcome to the LGBTQM percent plus sign. Hashtag, hashtag, Pac-Man. We accept everybody here at Dear Pod. We are allies. So we want to look back in well, time. you're an ally, and I'm a homosexual. Oh! Oh, that made me sad. It made me feel like I was on the outside. That I was excluding you? I'm oh, maybe you should go to that man. straight pride and go fuck yourself. Oh! <laughs> look, I'm going to go be Milo Yiannopoulos' date. Yeah, you guys Isn't have a great gay? time with all your anger at your anger straight pride parade. Think of how fast that parade, par- parade. parade. Think of how fast that parade <laughs> will be <laughs> when you're walking with that much rage. They're like, yeah. well, we, we, we sectioned off for two hours here, but they're done with it in 12 minutes. <laughs> they so. just stomped right through here. <laughs> they were goose stepping, so yeah. that was weird. Yeah, really bad shoes, by the way. I anyway, know. Not to be gay. Who knew? No support in Asics gels. <laughs> it looks like a it looks like a pump, but it feels like a sneaker. It's an easy spirit. Do all all these those guys nuns marching, playing basketball. Like one big ad for Dick Sporting Goods in here. <laughs> Is all that a fly fishing? I mean, really? you're not really supposed to walk that far in Crocs. Like, what are the what are the floats really going to be at a straight pride parade? I just Someone's see a real division. Like, yeah. just realtors walking. Hi, look at my new listing. <laughs> Somebody's just driving a Toyota Corolla, not dressed up. A celebration of duct tape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice streamers. Those aren't streamers. That's duct tape. I was about silver. to say Home Depot, but I'm sorry. Home Depot is very gay. Very gay. I know. Everybody just marched to Home Depot thinking that it's straight joke will be on them. Yeah, because we're all in there smelling the wood. Oh, that's not a euphemism for no. something. You're actually no, yeah, smelling actually, it. I love the smell of it. And there's lesbians helping and me pick out wallpaper. And it's usually clean, which I appreciate. I love clean wood. Me mm. too. You Speaking no of clean idea. wood. Speaking of clean wood and going into our dear gay pod. Let's see. We have articles today that are homosexually themed. Yes. I want to see what these ladies have to say. Oh, again, these articles come from a different time period. So, yes, so. I just want to state for the record, their, their um, stances on these things are the wording of things. How do I say this? The... Um, the ling- the language is going to be very entertaining, at least for me. One of them made me laugh out loud. Well, some of them made me laugh out loud. Some of them made me Grab very your pearls. Sad. And yeah. I was actually really fucking shocked at uh, Abby's response. I've, I've read like maybe 30 homosexual themed. Yes. And every response that Dear Abby gave was consistent across the board. And I was like... That is amazing. Really? Yeah. Now, what I found- Spanning decades, by the way. Yeah, spanning so decades opinion. over here on the Ann Lander side of things, 
she evolved her stance on it. Well, then maybe she should. She probably had a conversation with her sister. Or maybe she just found out Jules was gay and she was like, well, uh, what are you going to do? Not again. I'd like to change my stance on my homosexuality. I should have known with that whole table excursion in the backyard. <laughs> and if you people don't know what we're talking about, I recommend listening to episode number seven, Taste and See, because <laughs> you really need a reference for that. And frankly... If I laugh about it again, I will laugh into cough and then I will never breathe again. You'll have to resuscitate me. I won't. Okay. I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to touch your filthy fucking straight mouth. I understand. Oh, <laughs> just just a little, an extra little sidebar for this. Uh, because I'm sick, I was sleeping really, really hard and I snore oh, yeah. when I'm sick. I think I snore in general. But I also, cre- I also talk in my sleep. I've been known to talk in my sleep. And- um, as I was drifting off to sleep, my husband, as we all settled down, did a scream sneeze just as I had entered a state of unconsciousness. So in my twilight, I hear, <laughs> how did my body instinctually react? I went, everybody's okay. Everyone's okay. Everyone's okay. And me saying that, what I said it in my sleep. And I woke myself up and I went, oh, did I just say something? <laughs> I've been there. And I forgot to mention the last time that we were talking about sneezing. I normally don't sneeze in the middle of the night that I am aware of. Yeah. So we were sleeping and I, we, we, had, we normally don't face each other, but it's like if we were so we're both asleep. Oh, that's creepy. You were sleeping face to face. Yeah, like we just uh, ended up that way. <laughs> and, <laughs> like and then um, in the middle of the night, I, now as close as I am to this microphone, that's <sighs> where Marx's head is. No. In the middle of the night, and it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, that is horrifying and, and grounds for divorce. Sleeping. And I just like, and I kind of woke myself up. And Marx's face did like that, like like a <gasps> like a baby waking up. Like, <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> like, that slow, like why? Christ! <laughs> because we're both asleep, and he's like, like uh, <laughs> it's like unexpected, like double dare goop falling yeah. on you, like ah. Uh. And he gets up slowly, and I could see out of like the corner of my eye that he looks at me with like, "What the? F- what is wrong with what, what? you?" And then walks to the bathroom and like washes his face, <laughs> if and then the- looks at me and he's like, "You just sneezed in my face, <laughs> in my face. Why would you do that?" I'm like, "I didn't do it intentionally." Anyway. If that, if first of all, if Jim and I ever ended up accidentally sleeping face to face. That in and of itself is of too much for spoons. me to do. Two of a kind. Look in at each other. <laughs> but if he had ever sneezed in my face in his sleep, the moment that would happen right afterwards is I would pull back the covers. I would walk out of the bed. I would grab my cell phone and walk out of the house, and no one would ever see me again. Wow. I disagree. Promise. Oh, because I would I call a divorce too, lawyer. Because I would get out of the bed, I would go downstairs, I would get a thing of kerosene, I'd go back upstairs, <laughs> I'd put it all over the bed, I'd remember Farrah Fawcett in the burning bed, and then throw a match and then just leave. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. It would never happen because she would never wake up. 
because she you've killed her. No, she's. I just I sleep like I'm dead. I when I go down, I go down hard, which is why it's really fun. I know. (laughs) Good segue into the big game. Happy Pride, everybody! I sleep hard. I sleep hard. I am such a hard sleeper. But people have had full conversations with me that I don't remember. I'm like, I'm disgusting. I'm just disgusting. I think we should launch into. Here we go. Do it. Chicago Tribune, Chicago, Illinois, June 6th, 1995. Fairly recent. Well, no, it's 1995. (laughs) I stopped emotionally growing in 1995 (laughs) when I discovered Pearl Jam. And I realized, well, I've got the Lilith Fair album and I don't need to to evolve any further. I only discovered Pearl Jam because I had to hide my homosexuality. So I had like U2 posters and Pearl Jam posters in my college dorm. And I, I never listened to any one of them. Like I just, it was a, as if I was like, I set designed my room. <laughs> <laughs> but Eddie I wore, cargo, looked- I go, wore cargo pants and shorts and I had Pearl Jam posters and I could, and flannel. I was like, why am I here? Like what is happening? <laughs> You said designed your bedroom. <laughs> I, I fucking did. I'm like, okay. Eddie better look like a woman. So, I mean, that's, that's the fine. closest that you could get. Okay. So, Chicago Tribune, June 6th, 1995. Okay. It was a Tuesday and I was a freshman in college. Mm. So, this <clears throat> is my favorite and I have held on to this. Here we go. Okay. This is very indicative of Abby. Abigail Finn. Mm. Dear Abby. I'm responding to your letter from a grieving daughter, Bethel Park, Pennsylvania, who urged the world to learn to say, I love you. My son, Ken, who died of AIDS this past November, had a wonderful solution. He helped his older brother, Greg, who was his primary caregiver, to say those very important words. One day, Greg said to his dying brother, it's hard for me to say the words, but you know I love you, don't you? Ken replied, if the words are hard, just say something else, like maybe... Green pigs, and I'll know what you mean. Every day after that, Greg would say green pigs, and his brother would giggle. After a while, Greg said, You know, Ken, I think it's easier just to say I love you than to say green pigs. Ken's response was simply, Of course. As he faced death at the age of 34, Ken had learned a valuable lesson and passed it on to his brother. It's not important how you say I love you. It's just important that you say it. Signed, Ken's mom. In Homewood. Abby says, Dear Mom, I offer my deepest sympathy for the untimely loss of your very wise son. The lesson he taught his brother is one we should all take to heart and put into action. That's it. That is so counter from what we expect. So she never addressed... She responds... In the kindest way possible. Oh, you did not expect her to to be so to be kind and understanding. Correct. And this is indicative of all the findings of like when I, you know, a, any letter that is written to Abby. <gasps> She's got empathy, and it's a surprise. It's a surprise because you because her sister's responses, which I've read, her sister's responses <laughs> are very um, not kind. Yes. So it seems like Abby has evolved sooner than her sister. Because and this was, if you looked back in like the articles that were from the 60s, was she like that in the 60s? Yeah. Because I found like articles 60s and beyond. Yes. You know? I, I have something in the 70s 
where she, <laughs> she's so accepting very early. It's like an early adopter. Uh-huh. I mean, I thought for a minute you were upset <clears throat> that she didn't mention AIDS, like in her response. No, I think that. No, no she like it's just a, a classy sort of I'm sorry for your loss. And he taught us all a lesson. Well yeah. written. Right. Well done, Abby. Well, ding, ding, ding. Well, Ring the bell. If, if you ever read uh, other advice columnists, when people talk about it, they go in deep. Like, you're, you know, your son um, deserved what he got. Blah, blah, blah. You know, just <gasps> if you ever watch those old, you know, Donahue or Oprah Winfrey shows uh, when they had like the very like, special AIDS episodes. Crisis, yeah. And you just saw like the panic and fear and how that comes across is just the worst of humanity instead of like round there are, you know, it's like people today. It's like you either take a cell phone capture of someone, you know, falling on the subway tracks or you help those people. Yeah. What are so, you? <laughs> I'm, <clears throat> I'm definitely take not someone pictures. that yeah, I yeah. definitely don't take the picture. I, I am the other. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is very advanced. Yeah. Look, we had a very sentimental Abby today. And that's how we started out. I don't know if we want to start out soft or hard. Well, pride, I'm glad, I'm glad that we pod. eased into it. Sometimes during a gay pod, you need to ease in before you give it your all. <laughs> God, way to, way to pivot. <laughs> because I'm sitting here going, how am I going to read my article after this one? Where do you go from there? No, it's actually like that's refreshing. I wonder why they had such two different views. But like I said, she evolved, Anne Landers evolved her view as it went on. She was like, ah, what are you going to do? Well, it, th this article also just shows like the bond, you know, because a lot of caregivers gave up on their children and their brothers and their sisters based on, you know, personal beliefs or religious beliefs and just kind of left them to fend for themselves. That is horrifying. I, mean, I can't even imagine. And yet it that is no reality that isn't that far long past no i mean people think oh you, you know that's in our that's in our past this has happened and there are people that you know there are people around you today that know that had a lifetime of friends before the friends that they have now yeah and i mean do you feel like in in gay society right now do you feel like there is like two people have gotten too complacent yes. about it. Yes. Yep. Like people are a little too comfortable. Like there's too many alternatives and there's too many potential drugs that could like stop it before it really gets ramped up. And I mean, the good thing is there's been a lot of advancements mm -hmm. in medicine. Right. And that it is not the death sentence it was in the 80s. Right. But the people who did not live through the war mm -hmm. don't understand what the battle was like. No. And they... Uh, very infrequently, what you know, because no one really likes to go. No one likes to talk about someone's bad day or trauma or any of that. Yeah, because it's like, well, that's negative. No, that's what that's Don't what bring happened. me down. Right. Yeah. You know, like this is what happened. Yeah. The reason why I can talk openly on this podcast right now is because of other people. Always, you're standing on the shoulders mm. of the people that came yeah. before you. I got married, and it's not. By, it's, you know, it's by thousands of other men, the reason why I was able to get married and to, you know, share my life with my husband is because of other people. Yes. And you feel that like the younger gay community coming up do not know that, don't acknowledge it. I think, well, I think now, I think there's a, there's a gap. I think the younger community now um, is responsible for like pushing the, the message of, 
um, inclusion and acceptance and all that. <clears throat> but I, you know, they're so far removed from the real know, fight of knowing it. someone that, you know, was suffering or, you know, my sisters had friends that died. Of, we don't talk about it, but, um, that died of AIDS, their, um, hairstylists and, you know, mm-hmm. good friends. And they don't talk about it because it's, it's brutal. And it's also like, fearful that you didn't know what was happening yeah there was no word for it there was no name right um i now i don't really know stats on this so i'm not even going to try right. to attempt this but is the uh, has there been a resurgence in more hiv and aids because of this complacency of like well we've got drugs for it now do you feel like this has happened i'm not really well i think there's a resurgence because there's um you know, there are more people experimenting with meth and all that, which Ugh. creates irresponsibility. And mm-hmm. therefore, some people don't take their meds or don't protect themselves. And you just don't know. You don't know who's on meth and who's, you know, that's crazy. going crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then you have sex with them. And therefore. Ta-da. Yeah. We've come back around again. Correct. But I don't, I'm not... I don't have all these statistics and facts. Yeah, but it's like really at the end of the day, then those are just numbers on a page unless you let people understand where it is and where you've come from on it, you know? Is there anything else you would like to offer, though, in the way of this? This is, it's heavy subject matter for here here at Dear Pod, but we can, we can pivot. We, we have emotions. Pivot. We have range. You've got me feeling emotions deeper than I've ever dreamed of. Oh, talk about an anthem. It's more accurate. For the month. I know. I'm very disappointed in Mariah Carey's um, pride uh, memorabilia this year. Because Why? There is no pride wh- memorabilia? Well, whoever does, whoever does her merchandising is awful. And well, isn't she? Mariah Carey spends the rest of the year locked in a box, and then we let her out, and we inflate her for one month out of the year, and that's Christmas. And she goes around, and she sings that stupid song, and then we put her back in the box until next Christmas. It's taking all the strength within my body not to leap across this fucking table and remove your skeletal frame through your skin right now. Joke's on if you. You, you can ins- see my skeletal frame through my skin. If you insult Mariah Carey one more time. I hate her shoes. There will be nothing left of you. Remember that horrible TV show that starred her? <laughs> like Mariah Carey wow. Cribs? Wow. I am going to treat wow. you like a pinata. With a, and I'm a baseball I'm already bat. filled with candy, so get at it. Bring it. So what you got up in you oh, well, now that how? we're done eviscerating Mariah Carey on your side of the table? Look, she had it coming. Did she? Because she just, she came back really hard. Just <laughs> if you want to. Oh, oh, this is next week. We're going to go into Mariah Carey. Wouldn't that be great if there was an Ann Landers and about Mariah, Mariah Carey? Carey. Dear Ann, I hate Mariah Carey. And she's like, so do I. I don't understand a fame. I don't know. I don't I don't even know. Why are you talking like this? I don't uh, know why she is. I just this don't half understand. The point of this podcast is that so you and I can get to know more about each other. You don't have to like everything about me. I don't like anything about you right now. <laughs> you keep talking negatively about Mariah Carey. And I swear to God, I will drive your car through your house and reverse it and then go back in and then run you over with it. Look, she's going to be at the parade. She's a float. She's not. She's going to be right behind the Gia, Giada De Laurentiis float. Who? You know, that Giada De Laurentiis from Food Network, her head is so huge, she looks like a parade float. Food Network, you basic bitch. (laughs) Because when I watch Food Network, it's fattening. When I watch (laughs) Ina Garten, I gain 10 pounds. Ina Garten. All right. Are we ready? I have been ready. Oh, 
You you took Look, like a like a hard left turn. I'm on Mariah sorry Carey. that we had to. Okay, I'm gonna try to bring it back. I'm gonna try to just compliment her so that I can forget ease it. The transition. She doesn't want your bullshit compliments. She's got really expensive good hair. That's all hers. Bullshit. It's all hers. No, it is not. You are not a real homosexual if you think Mariah Carey's hair is real. Maybe not on tour. <laughs> Okay, I'm doing this. Are you ready? I was ready 10 minutes ago. Look, we have to relax our sphincters because- Fucking back in the closet for Christmas. (laughs) Fuck yourself. One of the best celebrated Christmas songs of all goddamn time. It makes me homicidal. Read your goddamn letter! Bring her to Rockefeller Center so she can sing it. How many Grammys do you have, Aaron? Just read your fucking letter. Two that died. Thanks for bringing it up. It's probably because they died quickly because of your hatred for Mariah Carey. Okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the cough of a man who smoked for 20 years. Kathleen Turner. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Kathleen Turner reads Ann Landers. All right, this is from the El Paso Times. (laughs) Pass the old El Paso. So already it's good. Uh, March 20th, 1974. Mm. It was a Wednesday. The title of this is Homosexual Requests Gets Lavender You Information. It will all make sense soon. Okay. I hope. Dear Ann Landers, I am a homosexual. (laughs) The end. And I am a homosexual. Period. I've been hearing some talk about a new school soon to be opened called Lavender University. It is, of course, for homosexuals only, both male and female, and I think it's a fantastic idea. Unfortunately, there are very few places besides gay bars where lonesome homosexuals can meet one another. Will you please get some information on Lavender U and give me some facts? Thank you very much, and thank you, too, for your enlightened approach to those of us who are, quote, different, end quote. Signed, Bay Area Admirer, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Dear Bay, Lavender U is scheduled to open in San Francisco later this year. The school will offer no degrees and have no campus. The fees will be established by the the faculty. They misspelled the word faculty. I got. I got, I don't know if you were saying faculty. (laughs) We're gonna have another problem other other than the Mariah Carey mishap that you just had. Welcome to Lavender (laughs) U's faculty. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wait, 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 here we go. Many classes will be held in the homes of the instructors until they are able to construct or buy a building. They, the courses they plan to offer are Greek literature, metaphysics, photography, opera appreciation, modern dance, jewelry making, and hiking. One of the problems the innovators anticipate is that some heterosexuals might try to enroll. They say they want Omaha only homosexuals, oh, homosexuals, but there is no way to make a person prove he is gay. I hope they don't spend too much time worrying about this obstacle, since I seriously doubt that a school of this type would attract many straights. Period. The end. <laughs> and Landers. I can help them find out if they're straight or not. Now, when you say hiking... They offered hiking. I did look up Lavender U, and it didn't end up being built. Probably because they Shocking. were st- Why? Why leave the home of your faculty? 
Yeah. And search outside of the walls of Lavender U. But there are such things as lavender graduations. What? Exactly. What's that? Um, they're, they're just- Enlightening. It's like a separate celebration for homosexual student body. You have a little separate sort of like, graduate, lavender. I don't know beyond I don't, that. I don't know. That's all I could find. So homosexual, homosexual, lavender university was never built. Well, it didn't, the curriculum seems very basic. It's a little bit loosey-goosey. Opera appreciation. Modern dance. Jewelry making. I feel like it's like that Sally Struthers commercial growing up. Or get your degree in TV VCR repair. <laughs> Gun repair. <laughs> this is like a... Oven cleaning. What are the, what are the things on the subway? What are the, um, the schools that they advertise on the subway? Why can't you I You mean think? the trade school? Or Yeah, you know. This this almost seems like it's new school. Like university. UTI? No, UTI is urinary tract infection. No, it's like the University of something something something. Of Texas Institute. That is an unfortunate acronym. Well, to call it UTI. Well, there it is. Lavender University. Greek literature, metaphysics, photography, opera appreciation, modern dance, jewelry making, and hiking. Who Universal, came up with this? Universal Technical Institute. That is unfortunate. UTI. Universal Technical Institute. Then I have gone to the- Get your cranberry juice now. (laughs) I've gone to the Universal Technical Institute at least seven times in my life. And let me tell you what, the story never ends well. It always ends with this trip to City MD. Well, stay away from the toys. Pens and penicillin. Ah, yes. Uh, Yeah. So if you were to start a university, what would your course curriculum be? For for gay people, would you add hiking? <laughs> this is almost insulting. <laughs> if not already, I didn't know if you could insult me anymore after the Mariah Carey. <coughs> Mariah Carey would not endorse hiking, but she would endorse jewelry making. Would she? I think she would. I don't think she's the type of person that wants like a, a handmade beaded macaroni ne- necklace, necklace with her name on it. Well, unless it's Swarovski. No one wears that. Well, they'll try to wedge her in something because that's what they have to do. I swear to God. You know I when you you know when you vacuum seal something? I'm I, you're gonna experience it in a second. You know you know how you could get those fruit dehydrating machines? Are you talking about your vagina? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give my husband any excuse to call me a fruit dehydrating machine. Get that fruit dehydrator away from me. I'm watching television. You know when you try to laminate something? I have to do that for my job, yeah. That's basically what Mariah Carey is getting into her clothes. A laminator? Yes. She has to walk through some sort of device that that like vacuum seals her into her clothes. Well, a laminator and a vacuum sealer are two fucking different things. Not that far off. No, they are. The concept is still the same. One sucks the air out of it and the other one preserves it. You're sucking the air out of me right now. Well, maybe if you were correct in what the fuck you're talking about, but I, you're not. I know you're a thing incorrect. or two. I said good day, et cetera, et cetera. You so fizzy lifting drinks, which now means that we need to clean the top of the machine. You get I said nothing. Good day. Didn't that scene scare the shit out of you when you were a kid? Why? You, you lose. Because Gene Wilder's hair was flopping around and I was terrified. God. You lose, sir. 
That's what like you're like, mm, I have a feeling something happened on set today. It says right here <laughs> in fine print, non corpus mentis, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Good day. Something happened on set today. Yeah. Um, thanks, Jane. That was really great. Uh, next time, can you not hit Charlie? That's not in the script. I can't promise you anything, et cetera, et cetera. Let's go back to Lavender U. Why? Why not? I don't want to. She go back actually there. had. She went and she got the information for him, which she normally does. It's it's tinged with a li- just a little bit of judgment, but I think that 1974 she might have been easing out of her. She was she she came from um. I need to. I'm not going to read the, this article. Please don't. But what she believed, what Anne went from believing initially to, I think where she landed in the long scheme of things. Um, I'm going to use her direct words on this, even though I'm not going to read the other article. All right. Um, There is wide disagreement among authorities on what causes homosexuality. Some say it is the result of mixed up genes, hormones, and chromosomes. But the experts whose opinion I respect say homosexuals are psychologically programmed at a very early age by the interaction they have or do not have with either one parent or both. (gasps) Then I was programmed by Aaron Spelling. Because I watched everything. That he, so, including True Tory, <laughs> I don't think he produced that. I'm talking about. The, I'm talking about that. the mega hits. Oh, okay. It was a mega hit in my mind. Well, well, Mariah Carey's okay, but I can't watch True Tory. Well, no, you can't. Is this going to be the the episode that tears us in half? Well, it is gay pride, so one of us has to be torn in half. Oh. Oh, Fire Island. Um, I haven't been there in four. So you don't want to go into any more details about... Lavender you, other than it sounds insulting. It sounds like someone just like threw like darts at a wall and be like, how about we do hiking or metaphysics or or, uh, bungee jumping? But it was started by gay people. Was it? That's the... I can imagine... A very your very own university. <laughs> Keep them separate from everybody else. But hey, mm. she went and she found the information about it, which is actually more than I thought Good that for she her. would do. Good, Good for, for Anne. Monday, October 29th, 1973, from the Lampock Record, Lampock, California. I don't, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. Spell and it. L O M P O C. Lampock? I don't know. And I don't care. Lampock. Spell it like you say it. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Dear Abby, another advice columnist keeps insisting that homosexuals are sick. She says thousands of homosexuals have been writing, asking where they can get straightened out, so they must consider themselves twisted or they wouldn't be asking for help. Occasionally, I hear from homosexuals who are at peace with themselves, but there are few and far between. I believe the majority of homosexuals would be straight if they were really free to choose. Oh. What do you say, dear Abby? Signed, L.A. Times Reader. Dear Reader, I say, if a heterosexual had been raised to believe that his preference for the opposite sex was sick, twisted, abominable, sinful, and a disgrace to his family, he would ask for help on how to straighten himself out, too. Homosexuality is a problem because an unenlightened society has made it a problem. But I have received letters by thousands, not just occasionally, from gay people telling me that they wouldn't be straight if they had a choice. All they ask is to be allowed to love in their own way without facing the charge that they are sick and twisted. I say, love and let love. I am in love 
with Abigail Van Buren. And I'm coming out on it today. <laughs> on this podcast. This is 1973 is before. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, she's so enlightened. It is shocking because I was expecting to have. I was expecting to read the opposite, total opposite. But or at Anne least is a, woke AF. Yeah, I was, or at least a peppering of. Well, let's be honest. Abby's hair is much better than Anne's, so that means Anne has a straight woman doing her hair. Yes, and Abigail has a homosexual. Because she always looks great. Her entourage, she has not bitten the hand that feeds her. Mm-mm. I love her today. On this gay pride, I celebrate Abigail Van Buren. Congratulations. Well, I mean, okay, so. <laughs> Let's talk about Pray the Gay Away. Okay, so. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is just so. Messed up. First of all, in 1973, the American Psychiatric Association said that homosexuality is not a mental illness. And recently, um, Colorado and Maine have banned conversion therapy. So this Wait, woman, it, recently, like as of this year? As of last week. You're kidding me. It right. took that long? To realize that conversion therapy, which is has no bullshit. Base. Yes. And most of these people who, who run these programs misinterpret uh, the data to support their institutions. I can't believe it's still a thing. Mm-hmm. And according to the Trevor Project webpage, over 700,000 LGBTQI are subjected to some sort of conversion therapy. And there's oh. approximately 80,000 that will experience it in the near future. I can't believe in this day and age like it, it that this is still an option. But I do know somebody who went to pray the gay away camp. Me and too. Is married to a woman still to this day, mm-hmm. and you see that there's there's something going on. Like you see that there's like deadness behind the eyes, mm-hmm. and so, it'll come out somewhere else. Absolutely, it's going to resurface. It always it did for me. I I I don't think I've ever experienced the 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 when it gets to like a head. You you're just like yeah I dated women. And they were beautiful and they were lovely. And I didn't do it out of malice. I did it because I was scared. I did it because I didn't really know. I didn't talk to anybody about any of it. And um, I didn't try to hurt their feelings. I was trying to fit in. And I didn't know anything about sex anyway. Um, And thought that maybe this was something that passes by. And, you know, it clearly did not. And um, I was horribly depressed. I was gaining weight. I wanted to kill myself. Um, uh, my grades were in the toilet. Also, my dad was dying. There was just a lot going on. And you just like, you want to hold on to something yeah, to not fucking explode. Cause you don't know it. Cause then you're like, then you're also sitting on this giant secret. So then what happens? What happens when you reveal yourself and then you realize, oh, this person doesn't like you. This person doesn't like this. Blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden like your whole world fucking collapses. And that's what you're scared of. Because you don't know. Because you don't know like what's beyond. Yeah. You don't know what to expect. Now, I can't fathom living with a, a, a lot, like not a lie, but like, mm. you know, I can't fathom having to conceal some truth about myself that was so big. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, what happened when you finally came out? Like, did you see even a physiological change in yourself? Um, what, first of all, how old were you when you came out? I was 22. 
that's, I mean, late, I guess, in the well, especially when you know in first grade. That's wild. So you know in first I grade, completely, and you, know that and you it's are wrong. born this way. Yeah, it I is definitely. just is what it is. Yep. 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 I can't imagine. It would be like going somewhere to to learn how to. If you're white, like learn how to become black. I just can't imagine go being sent somewhere to people who try to convince you that you are not one thing that you know for a fact that you are. Well, and there are people that run these conversion therapy programs that are also closeted homosexuals. So they're, they're speaking out of their own fear and this is what you do and, and it's dangerous. And then they come out and they're like, oh, no, I'm adjusted and I married a gay man or whatever. Great. You have just converted. You've just tried to convert thousands of gay men and women yeah. to do something that they don't want to do. And now you're free to be who you are. Wasn't there a but documentary just on this recently? I think there was a movie. Yes. And there was a movie too. That's yeah. what it's called. Oh, it no, was, was it Boy Erased? Oh, Boy Erased. Yes. I, that was great. I yeah. mean, everybody whispered through the whole movie, but you know, you put the captions on and you'll be fine. I like a whisper tone. I know. The whisper tone 2000. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I can't hear anything anymore anyway. Um, but if you also notice that a lot of these articles that are written about homosexuality, they're all written in like the, you know, 60s, 70s. It's, not, it's celebrating them, but it's also very um, uh, serious. It's yeah. not like, my son is gay and he loves Mariah Carey. What do I do? Nothing cute and fluffy. Right. It's very, it's very heavy. So that's why it's a little less laughing right now. Um, well, I actually have a very similar article to this, which I feel like would be a good transition. And the, the response to it will have to make you laugh a little bit because at the end of the day, <laughs> we're a comedy podcast, but we feel things. We feel things. And also it's like, well, it is gay pride. I'm going to feel this. something. Well, if you know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> oh, maybe I'm doing it right now. Oh, well, keep oh. both hands above the table, please. I can't. We, we're going to get a glass table. We're going to call it the Jules, the Jules letterer commemorative glass table. <laughs> I hope you buy that. I hope that's what's in your Amazon cart right now. It is. It's already on its way. Ding dong. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> this smells funny. <laughs> it comes with bleach. All right. This is from the Windsor Star. Windsor. Ooh. We're going above. We're going to Canada yeah. right now. You show me that Windsor Star, Oh, Aaron. Your Windsor Brown Star. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Parking in the rear. Ooh. <laughs> There's no front door at the Windsor Star. <laughs> what goes in must come out. It has to. Otherwise, it's the human centipede. Come out like the rest of you. This is September 8th, 1970. And even just the way she handles the word homosexual in her titles makes me like go, oh, it makes you bristle. You know, it's like when people are just brusque. When, and especially in the 70s and 80s when people are just like naturally racist casually. <laughs> those kinds of things, those words that are just like bandied about too easily. My so son is, is concerned that he's a faggot. <laughs> a pansy is, pusher, if you will. This is not that far off. <laughs> Homosexual able to make transition to normal life is the title of this already disgusted face. You this just made a face <laughs> at me like I just talked about Mariah Carey. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. Dear Ann Landers, I am a homosexual who has managed to go straight. Uh -oh. I think Congrats. you should give a <laughs> good luck with that. Can't wait to see you in two years at the Ramrod in Boston. I think you should give encouragement to others who want to do the state. 
Oh, let me do this again. I am a sexual... Uh, Jesus, fuck. Dear Ann Landers, I am a homosexual who has managed to go straight. I think you should give encouragement to others who want to do the same instead of telling them, as you did recently, that their chances are slim. I went into therapy, but it didn't solve my problem. It did, as you pointed out, help me correct other personality disorders. <laughs> like what? Like me being bland. You were right about that. But let me tell you how I made the transition from homosexuality to a normal life. First, I threw out my homosexual magazine collection and I stopped seeing like my gay friends. <laughs> oh, great. And then instead I got Jugs and Highlights <laughs> magazine. I avoided gay bars and night cruising. I made an effort to buy straight clothes. Ugh. I dropped the merry mannerisms, which we all recognize as come on signals. I began to date an attractive woman and forced myself to have a real love affair. It was difficult at first, actually distasteful, but after a while I enjoyed it. I also discovered that the companionship of a woman can be very stimulating. I especially like being seen with a pretty female and considered normal. The lady is married now to someone else, but we're still good <laughs> friends. <laughs> I'm a different person today, and I would not go back to the gay life for anything in the world. If I can do it, so can others. A word of encouragement from you could help. Sign me. Hmm. Sign me. Made it in Modesto. Yeah. You're alone, right? Because that's what the takeaway is. <laughs> I'm fine. She's I'm very great because she figured something out right away. <laughs> After two dates, I don't know why it didn't work out. I don't know. Just because I put Burt Reynolds' face on her while I was fucking her. Maybe it's because when we had a conversation and she said, I like Dick, when she was talking about Dick Butkus, and I said, so do I. <laughs> Funny we have that in common. <laughs> no, me. I'm not going to turn you over and fuck you with a wooden spoon. <laughs> but let me do your hair. <laughs> so here's the Ann answer. Dar made it. It's supposed to be dear, but mm. there were nobody was an editor on this paper. I guess. So Dar. Dar. Dar Williams made it. Yeah. Dar made it. <laughs> Dar made it. <laughs> ah, Dar made it. Pirate Anne. <laughs> Dar made it. Aye. Dear Dar made it. God damn ya. Dar made it. Do you ever think about balancing on a wooden leg every now and then? How about I ride that wooden leg, Dar made it? <laughs> Do they have wooden dildos? Do you have, do you have a female parrot? <laughs> then you wouldn't be alone. Go ahead, it walking influenza. Oh, God. Death. Pure death. Dar made it. Thank you for letting me know how it was with you. And now may I tell you how it is with others who relate similar stories? They were not homosexuals to begin with. They had some homosexual experiences, but as any authority will tell you, there's a big difference between the true homo and one who engages in early experimentation with a member of the same sex. <laughs> I received countless letters from frightened teenage boys who describe themselves as homosexuals. I always urge them to get counseling because often their fears are unfounded. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I had to laugh when she says a true homo. A true homo. <laughs> you know what? A true homo knows. No homo. No homo. This bitch. <laughs> Go ahead. Read her for response. filth, please. Finish, I'm just going to sit back and watch the flare. letter. No, that's it. And. That's it? Yeah. 
She's So she tells young boys who have homosexual experiences, get some counseling because you might not be gay. You know, you might just have the random rim job. And that happens. You know, you're in college, you're in high school, you're experimenting. So you're in the rambles in Central Park. Everybody does it. Everyone's experimenting with anal sex in the park. It's just doesn't mean you're gay. It's just a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. So you do it every night for a solid Every two other years. Friday. Yeah. Just pray it away. It'll be fine. Go get a counselor. Yeah. So you like to jerk off to the international mail catalog. That's fine. It's fine. It's, it's a rite of passage. 15-year-old boys do it, but you're going to marry a woman anyway. Yeah. You're not a homo. There's a big difference between the true homo <laughs> and the one who engages in early experimentation. Let me ask you this question. So when you're called a homo. Yes. Right? And that's a derogatory term. But for straight people, it's also the beginning of homo sapien. Oh. Sexual. So now you're seeing a loophole in her wording. Just think about it. Just point that out. Okay. Homo. Faggot. (laughs) Homo. Faggot. Pansy. When Jules was on the faggoty. Here's my question for you. Do you think that it's possible for men to have homosexual experimentation and not end up homosexual entirely? Uh, Why am yeah. I still talking in Anne's voice? Because it's going <laughs> to turn know. you off. I don't. I don't know. But I have been part of someone's experimentation. Oh, and is he married with children? Uh, but no. is it like a pray the gay away thing? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh-huh. And I'm not just talking about one. So he's on the uh, the Kinsey scale. They, we're all on the Kinsey. All scale. of them were. Yes. Sure. Every single one of us is on the Kinsey scale. Right. And they wanted. And very few of us are a one or a 10. Very few. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is a one on the Kinsey scale? Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Who is And a who's one? a 10? Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> Jim J. Bullock. <laughs> I became a gay man watching Jim J. Bullock. I loved Jim J. Bullock. Oh, my God. He's fantastic. Yeah, so good. So fast. She, Anne lacked the sensitivity. that It started to come into later um, articles, but I felt like this one needed to be addressed because of the very idea we talked about that can you make yourself something inherently that you're not? And it's hysterical what this guy did. Did you? Clothes. Straight clothes. Straight clothes. What's what's, What are straight clothes? Ugly. (laughs) <laughs> Tommy Bahama Khakis Yeah Cargo shorts 100% Any pant with multiple pockets Hey, why don't you make me look bigger? I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a gazillion Like as if you're in Jurassic Park Yeah Women have purses So I need to have places to store Everything I've ever owned In every pocket on my body Why? That's a cargo pant for you Whoever pitched the cargo pant They were like Ah! You know what you need? You need your cell phone, your keys, your wallet, a baby, a glass of water, maybe a six-pack. A Bible. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, of course. Copy of Penthouse. And you need to have a place to put all of these things, and they will be your cargo pants. Yeah. So so there you go. Is there anything that you want to add to this? Any other rage that you want to sort of throw at Anne and get it out of your system? The fact that her sister uses homosexual and- And she uses the word homo. Homo. A true homo. A true homo. We should sell T-shirts that say true homo. I'm a true homo. I'm going to wear it to the gay pride. <laughs> yes. Right. I'm a true homo. When we eventually get around to getting merch, oh, 
I think that that's a good transition time. Again, it's all about transitions here today. Well, it, it is, is the month. It is the month for it. Um, it's time for listener mail. Listener mail. Listener mail. You are listening to my mail. There you go. That's Mariah Carey. Is it? Because it sounds like Aaron McGuire. Oh, wait. It's more here. Here's Mariah Carey on New Year's Eve. Oh, 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 Do you want to hear um, someone urinating on your forehead? Because I can do that. Go I ahead. Do that for you, right? I now. dare you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's Gross. time for listener mail. So, you need like a lung brush. Can you read? I know, isn't it horrifying? Can I read? Yes. Can I you can. read the question? Yeah. This week's listener mail. Yes. Dear Pod. I recently went out to dinner and I used the restroom. Congratulations. <laughs> it was a bit of an, of an dot, dot, dot emergency. The place wasn't fancy, but there was a bathroom attendant. It was so weird to have her sitting away, sitting feet away from me while I let loose. When it came out, we made an awkward, we made awkward eye contact. I didn't have my purse on me because I wasn't expecting someone to be in there. I didn't tip her, even though she handed me a, a towel and a candy. Why is the bathroom attendant necessary today, and how do we deal with him? Signed, I can get the paper towel on my own. How, what was your response to this? You mean Abby's response? What is Abby's response to this? Dear, I can. Sorry to hear about your quote-unquote emergency. I, too, have questioned the need for someone looming in the loo while others use it, just to hand them a fresh mint and a paper towel. I believe the attendant is of a bygone era and is now more of a novelty where the establishment can squeeze an extra dollar out of the customers. It is not your fault that you didn't bring your purse to the restroom as you had no intention of abandoning your date, clearly. Service positions, service positions such as a bathroom attendant do not solely earn their wages on gratuity, so rest assured they aren't getting stiffed. And a gratuity is just that. Wait. And a gratuity is just that. It is not a requirement. It is a bonus. A little something extra. Now let's say your emergency required the attendant to assist you in any way during your porcelain crisis. Well, then you would simply <laughs> return later with a nice crisp gratuity for helping you in a time of need. And as for those un and as for those open mince gum cigarettes or whatever sort of bathroom cornucopia <laughs> the attendant has procured, take my advice and skip them. You're not the only one who's had an emergency there, and you won't be the last. Ah, oh, that's lovely. Ah, oh, so well written. You know, we have a somewhat similar stance. So uh, I'm going to go into my response to this listener email. Are we ready? I am. A hundred percent. I like how you signed it. It's different than I did. Dear Towel. <laughs> Boy, is this a gripe I know all too well. Jules and I went to Saudi's in New York City for our traditional Wednesday, 11 a.m. dirty martini and half Caesar salad. Halfway through the bread basket, I felt nature calling. I hate you so much. I went to the ladies only to find a small woman in a maitre d' uniform perched on a stool mere feet away what was from what was soon to be the scene of the crime. Usually in a case like this, I would turn heel and hold it in, or at least sit and wait it out for someone else to enter. But in this case, I could not, and it seemed like no one else was coming to my rescue. 
I did my biz, but made a commotion of sound with any item I could find nearby. I loudly fiddled with the toilet paper roll. I coughed throughout. I even started picking up and slamming the feminine napkin disposal can. I used the loo as my own personal one-woman band. And when I left, I washed my hands and graciously took a paper towel. I slipped her a five in the hopes it would keep her quiet. (laughs) That being said, I do not think it is necessary to tip these people. They are making an hourly wage from the restaurant that made the horrible decision to have a bathroom attendant. But I find it in good form if you happen to have a couple of bucks on you to keep them from talking to page six about Ann Lander's call of nature. (laughs) Yes, it is annoying to have a stranger sitting mere feet away from you while you do your deed. But here is the upside. Annoying as these commode keepers are, it is good for the economy. It is the one job that cannot be outsourced to India. Ann Lander's! Thank you! (laughs) Dear I can... While you're Tommy gun in the toilet. <laughs> While you're taking a magnificent dump that reminds me of Three Mile Island. Tangina is at the counter counting her $4 bills that she's left. She's waiting for you with a starlight mint and a smile. <laughs> when you're done <laughs> practicing brown fireworks in the <laughs> toilet, she goes back in and cleans it all up, makes sure the next person comes in. Can have a nice experience. After you've left a nice cup of stinkberry, please spray vanilla scented spray above it so that the entire bathroom smells like a marshmallow ass. Thank you so much for listening to my giant explosion in the <laughs> toilet. How about an awkward smile? Yes, I'll have a paper towel. Oh, a nice mint. That's nice because I'm sure someone who's just shit themselves sideways and all that has now just landed. I so, find it also breaks the tension to walk out and say, did you hear Gene Krupa's solo in there? <laughs> That's where they discovered Stomp. <laughs> Jesus, men say like shit. <laughs> All born here at Saudi's on Half Caesar Salad and Martini Day. <laughs> oh, I'd love another squirt of this Drakkar Noir. You really know your clients. <laughs> no amount of Axe body spray can undo the wreck oh. that I just left in there. You know what you should do? You should have some symbols in the toilet so I can make some kind of noise as I'm. Do you ever see Jurassic Park when Laura Dern goes through that big pile of turd that some dinosaur left in the middle of a field? Well, let's just say that looks like me after Mexican night in the home. Who thought refried beans were a good idea for me when I have a very sensitive lower intestine? I thought they stopped making jello pudding because I just put it back in that toilet. <laughs> Sorry, Donnie. It. it always comes <laughs> good back to, to see you again. For us. <laughs> On that note, it is time for our very final segment. Are you ready? It is cocktail of the day inspired Ooh. by today's Articles. Which is? It's gay pride. Oh, wait, that's. (laughs) The drink is actually called great. Okay, so this drink is actually called the gay pride. Marsha Gay Harden. Are you ready for the ingredients? Yes. Yes. First of all. Yes. (laughs) I love this glass so much. I don't have my phone with me. Can you take a picture of this? Listeners at home, it is a male pole dancer. With assless chaps. Assless chaps, Mm -hmm. which I appreciate. And a colorful straw. And a colorful straw. And he's wearing cuffs. 
Yes, he is. He's like a Chippendale. Chippendale. Yeah, Chippendale. <laughs> I couldn't really afford Chippendale, so they had Chippendale. Yeah, that's the generic Chippendale. <laughs> Chappendales. We give free chips at your tables while you're waiting for Chippendales. <laughs> so uh, the recipe, if you want to make yourself your very own gay pride cocktail. Ooh, that was my straw. Pop your straw. Uh, Everybody pop your straw uh, and get ready. Uh, the ingredients are uh, vodka. Yes. And club soda. Yeah. With a splash of lime. I've Why? I've all weekend long. Because it's got no carbs in it. That's right. So in honor of gay pride, I raise a glass to you and say, this is diet, so it's okay to drink. I'm just rubbing his butt. Oh, I know. Wouldn't that be great if you rubbed it and it made the pants fall off? Like those pens when you turn them upside down in the clothes. Exactly. Mm. Oh, delicious, dietetic, keeps you looking slim during the month of gay pride. I hope so. Mm. I can feel my abs coming out right now. I coming out like Patrick ever. when he was 22. <laughs> Painfully and slow. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Happy gay pride. Happy gay pride. Be who you are. <laughs> Love who you want. <laughs> Is that your impression? It's raining men, in the toilet it's raining men. Get your attendant, mints, smokes, condoms, and weed. (laughs) Wait, what's a Mariah Carey song? Give me a Mariah Carey song right now. No, I won't. Come on, give me one, give me one. I'm going to try it. Emotions? You got me feeling emotions. Deeper than I ever dreamed of. Everybody. That is not indicative of gay pride, and that if you do not support parents, 